John 6, 63. Jesus said, The word that I speak unto you are spirit and life. The message you're about to listen to are words of life and spirit from Pastor Obina Michael. Stay tuned, be connected, and be blessed. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and the offerings you've granted us, especially myself, and I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit and the power to do us good tonight and to favor us, to bless us, to heal the sick and bring many to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for the impartations of the Spirit. I bless your name. That at the end we'll glorify your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to thank God for your, for your life, for the opportunity to be on set again. It's another beautiful um, Wednesday, our midweek service. And we thank God for, for the opportunity that has been availed to us to still have this um, platform to share the word of God. Tonight, God is said to do us good. There's a word from God for everyone. It's to everybody. It was something the Spirit of God impressed in my heart, spoke to me about on Sunday after service when I left here in my quiet time. The Spirit of the Lord began to minister to me about what's coming up right now, what I'm about to share. Amen. So I want you to take your notes and your pen, bring them out, and your Bible, because we are going to be learning a lot tonight. Praise God. Amen. The, the title is very funny. And some people have asked me, what do you intend to, what is God saying? When the woman becomes the head of the whole. When the woman becomes the head of the home, what is God saying? What is the Spirit of God? What does the Spirit of God intend to share with us tonight? This is beautiful. And I want you to understand that this is a message from God to all of us. The entire world, the body of Christ, sorry, all over the world. This is not only for the Giftings Church or the church in Nigeria but the entire body of Christ. It's a message. And I would like you to share this with someone. You need to share this with someone and let them know what the Spirit of God is saying right now. It's time we wake up. Because now we might be concerned about this other area and we're neglecting another area and the devil is taking advantage of that. But you must understand the holistic gospel. The place where you bring the complete message, the complete word of God to the entire body of Christ. So we don't, the man of God is not found wanting or lacking in any area. Amen. So this is the message. And the Bible tells us something. I want to read that to you. First the Lord said to me and said, Son, if I have given to a man to believe me, hear this, if I have given a man, a man to believe me for a thing, and the man fails to believe me for that particular thing and decide to do his own thing or look for a shortcut. He said that man had committed sin. If when for the time you're supposed to believe God for a thing, I'm talking to 
the man here now talking about what God said when you are supposed to believe me for a thing take for instance if you started feeling headache like on Sunday I shared the word on prayer prayer as a sacrifice have you offered today's home you know one thing with many people is they hear the word of God they put it to work that day and two days after it, how do you intend to grow how do you expect to increase in the knowledge of God in the wisdom of God how do you want the spirit of God as many as are led Romans 8 14 as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God it doesn't lead you once and leave you you can hear the word of God once and you just forget about it God wants to always now he has given us a word on prayer prayer is a sacrifice not only fellowship the place of fellowship is there but there is a place of sacrifice have you offered that one for today but now the Lord is saying to us anytime take for instance like I said you started feeling headache and it's not the will of God it's not God's time God's will for you is to believe him for the healing of that headache that is for your level because when you get to a higher level, you know that he has already taken away the sickness. He's taken away the disease. He's taken away the curse. He was hung on the cross for you. He became a curse for you. Now, that you might receive the blessing. Now, God says, if what I expect of brother A is for him to believe me for the healing of that headache. And the brother intends decides to look for a shorter course probably by taking drugs and all I wanted is for him to believe me for that to heal him of that and the guy decides to take something else he says that brother has sinned if there's a need in your life of about hundred thousand and the spirit of God wants you to believe him maybe there's a business contract there's something you are chasing and he wants you to believe him for it that he is able. And now instead of you believing. Or probably you started out believing. And at the time. It looks as if your believing is not working. You decide to look for a shortcut. Just to solve that problem. The Lord said you have sin. And that sin is a sin of laziness. Laziness is a sin. That means you don't understand the place of patience. Having it full work. But pastor I feel the pain. Who told you you are not going to feel the pain? But first of all, there's delay. Who told you that delay is denial? Who told you that because that thing hasn't shown up that God has forgotten? Remember what the Bible tells us in the book of Deuteronomy. God is not a man that he should lie. We are not of them that drop back to perdition. We are the generation that believe to the saving end. That's what the Bible says. We believe to the end. We believe to the end. It's better to stay in the boat of believing than to stay in the sheep of shortcut. It's better to be in the boat of believing than to be in the sheep of shortcut. Because here, you're learning a lot. And on this other side, you feel that all is well. But God wants to teach us something. So God says, the man who I expect to believe me for a thing, 
and all of a sudden decides not to have sinned. And that sin is the sin of laziness. Let me read you James chapter 4 and verse number 17. James chapter 4 verse 17. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him, it is sin. That's just what, when the Lord told me that, the scripture quickly came up. It popped up. When you know what is good, and you fail to do it, it is sin. When you know when to, that to say the truth is good, and you fail to say the truth, it's a sin. When you know that it is good to believe God, and you fail to believe God, it is sin. When you know it is right to confess, it's good to confess the word of God, and you fail to confess it, it is sin. So one way or the other, you know when we talk about sin, the, the larger part of the believer's mindset is the sin of fornication, adultery, and um, you name it. But this, this is their main focus. But now it says, when you know what is good and you fail to do it, when was the last time the, your, your human conscience, your voice, the voice of the Spirit spoke to you and told you that this thing you just did was wrong. When was the last time you ever heard that you just did something wrong? Now when you know what is good and you fail to do it, it's sin. Now let's see the end product of this thing called sin. Verse 15. James chapter 1. Chapter 1 of James verse 15. Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Remember, when you know what is good and you fail to do it, it's sin. It says, now when lust bringeth forth, it gives birth to sin. When sin is finished, it brings forth death. So the end of sin is death. You may not die physically, but something around you is dying. Ideas are dying. Faith is not coming alive. Wisdom is not coming alive. Could this be the reason why you're stagnated? Because you know what is good and you fail to do it and it's sin. And now when sin is fully conceived, it brings forth death. Could this be the reason why you haven't received favor for a very long time? Could this be the reason why you are dwelling in you are dwelling in the death in the death camp? That's what verse 15 says. Many are in the season of death. Brought upon by their own act. Because somewhere, somehow, the Holy Spirit probably must have nudged you on something and you failed to do it. And now it's sin. He says, grieve not the voice of the Holy Spirit. Grieve not the Spirit. When you know what is good and you fail to do it is sin. And when sin is fully conceived, it brings forth death. You may not die physically, but things are dying. Ideas are dying. The voice of God is no longer, you're no longer hearing the voice of God. Look at your dream life. Look at your vision. Look at your ministry. Look at your life. Look at your business. And many of us don't know. Oh God. Romans 3. 
Romans chapter 3 you may say well I don't understand what you're saying pastor now I'm not trying to be judgmental there are times we find believers who try to justify themselves you know they have good reasons they're looking for reason and excuses just to take the blame away from themselves but here what the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 verse 4 God forbid yea let God be true but every man a lie as it is written that, that thou mightest be justified in thy sin and mightest overcome when thou judge. He says, don't try to justify yourself. Let every man be a liar, but let God be the truth. The word of God cannot be wrong. The word of God cannot lie. If the word of God lies, that means God has lied because God and his word are one. You can separate them. That's what Paul is telling us. So, whatever you're going to hear, whatever I'm going to say, I'm saying to us, all of us, let God be true and let every man be alive, including Pastor Ben. Let it be the voice of the word we're hearing. Say amen. I want to know you're dead. I want to know you're dead. Leave a comment. Let me know you're dead. Let me know you're dead. Because this is something that is going to come back to judge us. The things we fail to do right now will come back to judge us. And when they come back to judge us, what are we going to do? How are you going to stand before the judgment seat of God? Because you fail to do something that is right. Now let's go a bit deeper. Are you there? Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse number 13. So let God be the truth. Let God be true and every man alive. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, it says, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only. And thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I commanded this day, to observe and to do them. Now you must understand that there are two dispensations, the old and the new. There are two covenants, the old and the new. The old covenant carries with it conditions to every blessing. If God says he's going to bless you under the old covenant, under the old testament, there is a condition attached to it. Under the New Testament, the difference is there is no condition, nothing attached to it. Christ has taken away the condition. Christ has taken away the, 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 the load. He has, he has borne the body. Under the Old Testament, we just read, he said, you are going to be the head and not the tail. You are going to be above only and not beneath. Only when you hearken unto the commandments and the sayings of the Lord. So, there is a condition attached to you being the head and not the tail. You be above only and not beneath. You have to keep to the commandment of God. But under the new, you are the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. That is God's expectation of you. And there is no condition attached. 
All that you need to do is to believe Christ has taken it. We are his obedient children. So every one of us is the head and not the tail. Every one of us is, should be above only because you are in the New Testament. You don't have to apply, you don't have to, to inject any condition into it. I said, you see, it can only happen when you keep the commandments of God. No, you can only be above only when you believe. That's what he said. So lift up your right hand and say, I'm the head. I'm not the tail. I'm above only. I am not beneath. Say that again. Say that again. Say I'm the head and not the tail. Say I'm above only and I'm not beneath. Say I'm the head and not the tail. Praise God. Are you there? So now we know that we are the head and not the tail. I am the head. Under the New Testament, I am the head. You are the head. This has nothing to do with uh, your sex, whether you are masculine, feminine, you're a boy, you're a girl, you're a man, you're old. You're... We are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath, under the New Testament. Praise God. So I'm the head. Are you the head and not the tail? You're supposed to claim this and speak this and say this every time. In your place of work, everywhere, in school, in your career, you say I'm the head and I'm above only, I'm not beneath. I cannot be the tail, I'm not the tail, I am the head. If the wife says she's the head and the man says he's the head, there's no competition. You cannot say, well, I'm the head, you shut up and you are the tail. No. You are above only because we are in the New Testament. But now having this consciousness and this understanding and this knowledge in our spirit, I want to show you something. There's something the Bible says. Now that we know that we are the head and not the tail. Ecclesiastes chapter number 10. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes chapter number 10. I'm going to read. Now that I know that I'm the head and not the tail, I should be above only and not beneath. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse number 5 says something. There is an evil, Solomon is writing now. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun. This evil, he calls it an error which proceeded from the ruler. The ruler there is the one in charge, the head. He says, there is an evil that I have seen under the sun. He says it's an error. This evil is an error. And it proceeds from the ruler. The one that is supposed to be the head. The one that is supposed to be in charge. I have seen an error that is an evil with this ruler. It proceeds. That means it's coming from you. And what is that? Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5 
think it's in verse 11, okay? What is this error that I've seen that is an evil under the sun that proceeds from the ruler? The one that is supposed to be the ruler, the one that is supposed to be the armor bearer, the, the, the decider, the pathfinder, the head and not the tail. The one that is supposed to be above only. I have seen an error, an evil with that one. What is that? Isaiah 5.11 says, Woe unto them. Look at this error now. This is an error. This is a sin. This is an evil. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink. That's an error. This is an evil. That continue until night in wine inflame them. They wake up to visit strong drink. They wake up to play draft. They wake up to gossip. They wake up to do nothing. He said, Whoa, that is an evil, it's an error. For the ruler, the one who is termed to be the head, the ruler, to wake up and all you do is to go straight to pick a bottle of wine, strong drink, and continue till you are drunk. You continue to do those things until the night hits you. You as a believer, the ruler, I'm talking to believers. The head and not the tail. The one that claims to be, the, to be above only and not beneath. You wake up and all you do is to go straight and sit somewhere and waste your time. There are believers there. He said, but pastor, I have no job. <laughs> He says, go straight to verse 20. These people, and there are people who will see them. They try to justify. That's why we read in Romans chapter 3 and verse number 4. Let every man be a liar. Let God be the truth. There are people who try to justify that. These people who wake up to do these things. There are no needful. In verse 20 it says, Go unto them that call evil good. They see evil and they call it good. And they see good and they call it evil. He says, That puts darkness for light. That means they change the glory. They change the glory. They put light for darkness. And darkness for light. Sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet. He says, Woe unto such people. They have changed the glory of good to evil and evil to good. Evil for good, sorry. They see something that is bad and they say it's good. There's a change in glory. The guy wakes up and is doing nothing. She wakes up and she's doing nothing. And nobody sees that as an evil. Look at verse 21. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and that are prudent in their own sight 
Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine. And men of strength to mingle strong drink. They mingle it. That means mixture. Mixture. They change the glory. Things have changed in glory. It's no longer the way it used to be. Now, this is what the Lord began to began to teach me, show me. He says, There are many men who have changed their glory. Now you may not know that glories can be changed. They've changed the glory from good to evil, from bitter to sweet. They've changed the glory. And I'm going to be showing it to you from the scriptures. They have lost it. They lost the glory. They've changed it. It's lost. It's changed. But just because you still have those things, you still have, you're still being respected and still being called that name, and you have something in between your legs, doesn't mean that you are still man enough. You, the glory has changed. You've, you've changed something. Hallelujah. It's changed. And we don't see these things. We don't know them. First Samuel chapter 4. I'm going to read it to you. Now, listen. Look at this. Let me say this. The Lord said, there are many men who have changed their glory. They've lost it. Now said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, listen. From the beginning... From the creation, I have never made the woman to be the head of a home. In God's institution of family, the woman does not have the capacity by creation. She does not have the strength by creation. She does not have the idea by creation. She's not complete in by creation to be the head of a home. God never made it so. Her place is the place of help. She has the capacity to understand something. When God makes you the head, He puts every ingredient required. We are complete in Him. You are complete when you know you are in your place. All that is required to function there is given to you. For a woman to now be made the head of a home is an abuse of glory. It's a loss in glory. It's a change in glory. Because she doesn't have the capacity. She doesn't have the makeup. She doesn't have the ingredient by creation to be there. And this has nothing to do with um, you being um, against the women and against that. I'm showing you, I'm talking to believers, showing you from the scriptures what God designed it to be. It was not ordained for a woman to be the head of a woman. But now here you find the change in glory, the abuse in glory. The loss in glory. The man wakes up 
and straight to battle. He wakes up straight to gain. He wakes up straight to things. And now the woman is now putting her legs in the shoes of what she is not called. This message is from the Lord. Many men are functioning with a borrowed glory. When you know what is good and you fail to do it, it's a sin. And when sin fully manifests, it brings death. Could it be the reason why there's no glory? First Samuel chapter 4. But you're claiming, I have the glory of God. But look at it. Who's taking the place? Who's in charge in your home? In First Samuel, you know what the Bible calls it? First Samuel chapter 4, verse 21. It's a sin for a woman to be the head of a home. It's a sin. It wasn't God's plan. Verse 21. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed. Now you substitute it, you change it. There's an abuse. Ichabod, the glory is departed. Where is it gone now? It's on the woman. Can she function with it? No. Because it is not in the agenda in the, of God. By creation, God never made it so. No matter the glory she carries, she cannot be the head of a home. She cannot. She can't. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter how. She cannot. She can't. 1 Corinthians 11. First Corinthians 11 verse 3. But I would have you know, watch this now, that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. The head of every woman, he is he's talking about family. The head of every woman is the man. This is divine order. This is how it should be. This is God's plan. To change it is an abuse in glory. It's a sin. Because you're moving from good to evil. No matter how strong the woman is. No matter how intelligent you feel she is. It is not given to a woman to be the head of a home. It's an error. It's an evil. And let me talk to you, woman. You're a believer. If the man is pushing it to you, push it back. You don't have the capacity for it. You were not built for it. Go and check all the holes where the woman sits as the head figure. There's an abuse in glory. Look at verse 7. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head. Can you imagine? 
You don't cover your head. The head of the woman is a man. Don't cover the head. Some women, some sisters have this bossy-like nature. They have this bossy-like spirit. You can't. Don't cover the, the head. Don't cover the man. You can cover the glory. This is why prayer spread in the home. It's not answered. Because somebody is trying to do something that you don't have the capacity for. I want to know you're there. Are you following me? This is why it's very important. As a sister. This is why we talk about seeking God. Finding out the will of God for you. Concerning that relationship. Concerning that marriage. You don't just walk into it. You don't just walk into it. You can't say as a man, well, I don't want trouble. If she wants to be, let her be de- de- controlling everything. No! Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, verse 23. Ephesians 5, 23. For the husband is the head of the wife. Is, is it not clear here? The word is housebound. The word is, there are two, it's a compound word. Housebound. That means, the man is the band holding the house together. You are the band holding your home together. It's your responsibility. Is given to you. You can deliver it and give to another person. You can give it to another. It's your responsibility. It's yours. I don't mean to beat. That's not what I'm talking about. It's a sin for a woman to sit as the head of a home. It's a sin. I'm not talking to widows now. Because already it's so obvious. She's a widow. And even at that, she knows that something is missing. Now I wrote down some few things. To be the head, you take full responsibility. Why? When the Bible talks about the head, when God classifies the head, when God speaks of the head, what does he speak of? He speaks of the vision. The head is the vision. The head carries the vision. The head thinks for the whole. The head is the vision of the whole. The head thinks for the whole. The head sees for the whole. The head gives order for the home. Are you, are you following me? Are you writing that down? The head gives order for the home. Sees for the home. The vision of the home is in the hands of the is in the head. The head thinks the thinking process, the thinking ability is in the head. 
to see it's in the head. To, to memorize it's in the head. The vision is the head. To give order is the head. The mouth of the home is the head. The praying ability of the home is the head. The head shuts the course for the home. That means the one who shuts the course for the home is the head. The mind of the home is the head. The, the head is the shouting ability of the home. Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come forth. That's the responsibility of the head. The head is the face of the home. Your home doesn't have a face. It's the head. The head gives direction to home. To the home. It's where the head points that the body goes. To deliver all of this responsibility and give to a woman is to bring a malfunction. She is going to malfunction. It's going to bring a disorder in the glory of creation. She can help. But she shouldn't be the one thinking for the home. She can help. She can contribute. You can't say, well, she's smarter. No, 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 a thousand times no. That's not what the Bible is saying. It doesn't mean she cannot pray. She can pray. She should pray. Doesn't mean she doesn't have a vision. She can contribute. She can help. But where and how the family is moved is dependent on the man. That is your responsibility. In Proverbs chapter 31. The Bible tells us something about a virtuous woman. Proverbs 31 verse 10. It says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her prize is far above rubies. Verse 11. Look at it. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that she shall have no need of spoil. The husband trusts her. Verse 12. Why does the husband trust her? Because she will do him good and not evil. All the days of our life. To do him good is to take the glory that is due him and give it to him. Don't cover him. You know there are some tribes in, in this part of the world, especially in Nigeria, where the women control the men. And you're a believer, you want to marry in such place, you need to make que- ask questions. Make your findings. Because somehow, it could be that there is a spirit in charge of the home, of that lineage. And you come in there, you are not spiritually alert or strong. That spirit can bend you. For some, it's what they gave in. 
But you're a new creation. That's why you need to know. You know, say, I'm the head, I'm the head, I'm the head, I'm the head, I'm above only, but something else. There's a change in the glory. I'm talking to you. There are some sisters who love to marry Akpan. That's who they want to spend the rest of their life. Someone they can say, sit down there, I'm coming. I haven't seen people who even go to the extreme of doing some funny things. Going diabolic just to cage a man, tie a man, put him in the bottle. Who eats beans and his beans. Don't be the one. What kind of life is that? And you, you claim you, you are a humble man. Humble. The family is visionless, doesn't have a bearing, doesn't have anything. And every morning you speak in tongues, Rokopo, Rakata. The tongue is not balanced. You need this message. He won't stop you from speaking in tongues. Yes, that's your fellowship, the gift. So you listen to her, doesn't mean. She occupies that place. In Genesis chapter 21 and verse number 12. God, for the first time, God spoke to Abraham to listen to the wife. Verse 12, she said something and God said, listen to her. So she can make a suggestion. And God said unto Abraham, let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad. And because of thy bondwoman, in all that Sarah had said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. So there are times you also seek her own opinion, ask her what she thinks, don't make her look like a robot, don't say because um, um, you are the head. And there are some people, you know, when you find a man who's always saying, um, clamoring and shouting, I'm the head of this home, you have lost it. You, you, it's a sign that you are not. It's a sign you are not. First Timothy chapter three. I'm here to help someone because we have many misplaced families because of the misplaced glory. I'm particular about the glory. Some men deliver the glory into the hands of the enemy. So now they have no function. Something else is speaking. Because there's no vacuum in the realm of the spirit. Someone is saying something that is happening in your family. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, someone is dictating. Something is happening somewhere. So you find a family where the head is the woman. That's a sin. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 5. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church? This is talking about pastors and leaders. You can't put your house. You can't rule. That means the rule there is taking authority. Something else is in charge of your home. There's something governing, controlling your home. Because you have delivered the glory. Look at the children. What's their way? What's their life going to be like? What's their future going to be like? Because it's obvious. You have delivered the assignment to someone else who doesn't have the capacity by creation, by divine order. You have delivered it to someone else. 
And this is where God, this is the, the, the anger of God. He said to me, many of my sons, male now, men now, are not believing me. They are not crying enough. They are not praying enough on the altar to change it. You might have lost your job, but you, didn't, you must not lose the glory. You might have lost your job, don't lose your place. You might have lost your job, don't lose your mouth. You might have lost your job, you don't lose your position. You might have lost your job, you don't lose authority. You might have lost your job, you don't lose your power. You might have lost your job, you don't lose the anointing. You don't lose the word. And don't make it look like the, 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 the new norm. That she goes out and you sit down. I saw pastor one day. In the morning. And he was putting on his pajamas. Taking his two kids to school. Carrying the last one, the back, carrying the other one. And I saw him, he greeted me. And I just walked past. And in the afternoon, he comes to pick them. And someone will say, What is wrong with that? Can't you help? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Don't see the negative side. That's the problem with some people. You're myopic. You're seeing the negative side. It's not your place. You're doing it okay. You're doing it because you are home. Yeah, beautiful. You know, probably because you didn't go to work. That's good. Or you want to help out. But don't do it because, do it for the love. You don't do it because you don't have a job. Don't do it because you're misplaced, displaced, you, you lost out. Then she's there. She comes back and determines what happens. She shouts, she's nagging. She pays the bills, the, the, the utility bills, all bills, everything, the house rent, everything. You look at her. Look at such women who do these things. They're out of shape. They can't see God spiritually. They can't pray. They're tired. They age quickly. And this is the reason. It's one of the reasons why there's a whole lot of infidelity. Divorce. Because you are not there. And sometimes when the woman doesn't have an option, she has to look elsewhere to put food on the table for her kids. While you are there drinking, and play with your friends. There's a loss in glory. God says you're not believing in me. I can turn this thing around. Take up your strong reason like what I just shared now. Take it to God and say, Lord, this is what it should be. This is the right order. As a man, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be doing this and doing that. Lord, I thank you. I'm you're, not, you're not angry with God. He didn't do anything to you. But you're taking your strong reasons and you're coming before him. And you are demanding for a change. 
If you are listening to me, I want to know you are there. This is, I'm showing you the word. There are people who are going to take it now and say, Pastor Bina, look at what Pastor Bina said. Pastor Bina said this one. You know, every little thing, Pastor Bina said something. I've said something. Every now and then I'm saying something. <laughs> Be creative. Take your place. I'm going to pray for you at the end of this. There is a glory the Lord told me that even as I speak, as I'm speaking, there are certain things that have left certain people that are going to be restored. In the name of Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 8. This scripture, each time I read this verse of scripture, will always make me weep. What did it say? But if any provide not for his own, for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he had denied the faith. I used to think that denying the faith is when you say, I no longer believe in Jesus Christ. I'm not the son of God. I'm not going to a church. He says, listen, for the fact that you don't provide for your own house as a man, you have denied the faith. That alone should make you go to the altar. That's a beautiful reason why you should be on the altar offering sacrifice. Saying, Father, this ought not to be so. This ought not to be so. And you're not doing it in pride. You're doing it because you know you found the word. You found the word. I told a pastor friend, I said, this is my ideology about ministry. When the Lord calls you, probably you're married or something, or you're about to, and the ministry is not yet, you know the ministry doesn't have the strength to provide. Allow your wife to do something. Don't keep her talking. Allow her to do something while you continue to stretch your faith. This is not the kind of message that makes you jump. Glory! <laughs> Woo! The Lord said, set the blocks, put these things right. Because a whole lot of my sons, sons are missing. And sisters, we ought to help them. We need to help them. Glory be to the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lord. Hallelujah. You find a brother who lost his job and the wife is now in command. She's now abusive, insulting. Because you are providing for the house, for the home. Some men are under pressure to meet up. Take these things out of your life. You're a pastor. God just called you. You're just starting out ministry. And you're trusting God for a woman. And now someone introduces, introduces someone to you. And now she's beautiful. She's okay. But she's telling you that, that her cream, she uses one cream in, in, in two weeks. And she buys two cups to mix them. And each one costs 25000 50000 in two weeks. That's in a month, 100,000. And you want to believe God. Let me tell you something. Some things don't need prayer and fasting. What fool? He said, flee. You say, but I'm telling you, you're going to jeopardize the ministry. You're going to ruin the ministry. The call will be ruined. 
God will not give you something that is going to keep putting pressure on you every now and then. You, if each time you are praying, you remember it's your God. I can uh, someone be threatening you. So you can't provide for your house. He says you are worse than an infidel. You have denied the faith. And that's why it tells the women in Ephesians 5.33 to reference their husband. Reference the man. Respect him. You can't say because things are, are like this today, then you don't, you don't care. I think that there's so much time as still have a lot to talk to you about. But I want to speak to that glory. There are many brothers right now out there that are sick. There are many brothers out there who are not where they are supposed to be financially. Don't look at me. Forget about Pastor Bina. I'm talking about you can even be with a man of God. For instance, I have pastors and I have leaders. God can do something big for you. Even bigger than what I'm praying to God for you. He's God. There's something I'm believing God for. There's something you are believing God for. But you have a place in God. And God will be excited to find His Son taking His his books before him and saying, Lord, these are my strong reasons. I ought to be the visionary of my home. I ought to be the mouth of my home. I ought to be the eyes of my home. Lord, maybe one of the reasons why you've not seen those break forth you're, you're demanding for is probably you need to hear this message. You don't know. Now this should drive you to your knees. And you say, Lord, when you find listen there are things you must be disciplined enough not to do if you're married don't go to your wife's back leave her back leave her phone leave her money believe God what I'm telling you is painful to start. But you have to let God be loose. Be loose. Walk in the liberty of it. Because there's something called the liberties of the spirit. And I think what maybe one of these days God will grant me the opportunity to be able to like share with you on what I tell you the liberties of the spirit. There are things called the liberties of the spirit. A man can walk into those liberties of the spirit. When you have an unfull revelation of the world, you begin to see those things. You know your place. You can walk in the liberties. From today, you will begin to eat what you want and not what you find. You didn't hear me. From today, May you eat what you want, what you desire, and not what you can find. 
in the name of Jesus. I can understand there is the beginning stage where you are stretching forth yourself and believing. There's something I do every day. I do not end my prayers without saying, Father, there are men and women all over the world that will remember me today for good. I'm favored. I carry this favor. Men who don't know me will favor me. Even if it's a thousand naira, you say thank you, Jesus. Because recognize that there are people who are in your position or who are praying to be in your position and there are people who are there that are not doing well, some are there that are doing well. There are people of my age who have private jets. Pastor, are you praying to God for private jets? No, that's never, I, I, I've not added it in my prayer. Because I don't know where I'm going to with it. Now. But if there's something he wants me to do now and he provides it, beautiful. Can I speak to you now? Can I speak upon you right now? Can I speak on your behalf? Can I put back the position of the glory? Somehow, look at me, somehow, if there's any way the glory shifted or diverted, you know sometimes we can be mechanical about this. We, 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 we don't know how they happen. Somehow, what is there? What is there? You know, don't, don't feel good about it. Take with you words and come before God. Right now in the name of Jesus. I break the cord of the past. I release a brighter, glorious future. In the name of Jesus. I unseat whatever that is not of God in your life. And I seat you upon that place of glory. The place of glory is a place of promotion. Is the place of divine elevation. May the liberties of the spirit assure you these things. In the name of Jesus, may you walk in them. I take away sluggishness, laziness, sickness out of you. I break that curse. In the name of Jesus, you won't die. I release your hands. I put favor upon you. May your, flame, your face lit with light. May the glory of God be revealed. In the name of Jesus. Look at me. I'm going to count one to seven right now. Things will begin to add up in the spirit. If there's a business you are pursuing, if it's a job, if it's a contract, as I begin to count one to seven, the glories of the spirit will begin to add them into your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, there's this anger in my spirit. I put you where you belong. One! By the power of God, whatever will make you beg is terminated. Two, whatever will make you crawl is removed. Three, whatever will make you weep when others are shouting is terminated. Four, whatever will draw you back is removed. Five, I loosen your hands. Six, I put upon you the crown of glory. Heaven. May the Lord elevate you. Look at me. 
May my God open opportunities for you. There's something God is telling me right now. If you are a man, kneel down. Father, that they may know you spoke to me on Sunday about this. Confirm your words. Behold the men that are before you. Father, put them in their place. Behold their cry, their prayers, their voices. Let today mark a change in their life. Bring a turn around. Let there be a restoration of the glory. For when the ark came back, they rejoiced. The ark is back. In the name of Jesus, take your place. May your mouth be restored. May your eyes be restored. May your mind be restored. May your shouting ability be restored. May your thinking ability be restored. Listen. I put upon you whatever that will make you relevant in your time. In the name of Jesus, receive family respect. Receive your community respect. Receive national respect. May doors be open for you. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord crown you with beauty. In the name of Jesus, may your pillars not go down. May your foundation be erected well. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Lord heals you. The Lord restores you. The Lord puts you in place. May the, 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 may the Lord put upon you the ornament of grace. You carry it. In the name of Jesus, grace and peace have kissed you today. I clean your hands. I clean your feet. I clean your face by faith. I clean your eyes. May you see goodies. May you hear of opportunities. May you walk into them. May your hands grab them. Every fight, spiritual, concerning your place and position, you have overcome. You are a winner. In the name of Jesus, enter into territories and rule. Take up nations and cities. In the name of Jesus, may you be among those that will celebrate after this pandemic in the name of Jesus Christ. Can you begin to thank Him right now? Thank you for listening. For more of this, you can worship with us at the Gifted House, Ifaka Lagos, or call 081-856-06792. Giftings, bringing out the gift in you.